7.29 on a Sunday, Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. Heyo, and welcome to the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your co-host, Eric. And I'm your co-host, Ross. And this is the podcast where we pal around and get nuts and do crazy <laughs> we fun <josh> things. Around. <laughs> we And we watch every ep- episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one episode at a time, scene by scene, and re- report back what makes it so funny, I guess. I guess that's kind of the thesis, the loose thesis. What is it about this show that is so great? Yeah, we kind of have fun with like some of the greatest moments and you know pick apart like some of the details. and uh, yeah, We're basically one of the other 4,000 podcasts that are just like a, they go through a TV show, right? Yeah. I mean, or one of the 4,000 Always Sunny podcasts that do the same yeah, thing. Exactly. <laughs> and today we are talking, Ross, let's, let's get this out of the way right at the top. This is an incredible episode. Uh, it's one of the best of the season, I think. It gets kind of buried because there are some heavy hitters, but this is um pretty awesome. It's a lot of fun. Every yeah. scene is like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And it moves, and it really moves. And yeah. there's just something so charming about this episode. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just mm-hmm. like... I just yeah I love this episode so yeah today what I feel like when it came out like I didn't really grasp like the context at the time right okay we were kind of like living it and like having the retrospective of looking back and being like oh that's like beat for beat what was happening in the economy right yeah yeah exactly yeah and we were maybe a little too young I think yeah to to even care about what was going on in the economy yeah to kind of hit us yeah exactly. Uh, so, yeah, today we're talking Season 5, Episode 3, The Great Recession. Original air date is October 1st, 2009, written by David Hornsby, directed by Fred Savage. And, Ross, what is that IMDb breakdown? Okay, Mac and Dennis try to cut back Patty's expenses by firing Dean and Charlie, and Frank figures out a clever way to keep the bar afloat. Hmm. Does that make sense at all, the second half? Bars, uh, Frank isn't trying to keep the bar afloat. No, he was squeezed out. Yeah, he was. So yeah, he he's actually care. just trying to start his own new business. Yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to, to start an empire. Him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that's a not a great one. IMDb, you failed us. Yeah, that's a, a D minus. We gotta get like a music sting. It's like, bad. <laughs> you want to be a shock jock radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of. That'd be fun. And this episode came out in two thousand nine. So what was going on in the world in two thousand nine? In 2009, Coors Light would introduce the cold-activated can. The mountains on the can's label will turn from white to blue when the beer is the right cold temperature for drinking. The cans are a companion to the cold-activated light bottles introduced in 2007, which is what we see D holding and kind of trying to sell to Dennis and Mac. <laughs> yeah. And I should say that this episode is brought to you by the Silver Bullet, Coors Light, <laughs> the perfect shot of refreshment. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, that's I was. That's I'm so glad you brought that up because I was actually going to say let's get the product placement angle of this episode out of the way up top. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very strange episode. They do this weird product placement thing in this episode. It, it's not unheard of. Like Thirty Rock will do it, and even remember Community had the whole Subway thing. Oh yeah, yeah. There are there are you know they work them in and they and since it's a comedy they try to work them in. In to a, be funny, you yeah. know, in a funny way, you know. Let, let me let me read you this thing I hear I found online about this. This is interesting. Cool. What do you got? So 
the entire episode is one giant endorsement of the Coors Light in Dave and Buster's restaurant. A joke that was ruined, says Glenn Howlerton, by the fact that FX ran commercials for both during the entire episode. So this is what I read this on the, I, I found this on the wiki. So basically, what they're saying mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, they have a time. They have like a, a, a like Glenn Howlerton's tweets about it. But so when they aired this episode, FX also ran a bunch of commercials for Dave and Buster's and Coors Light <laughs> along with this episode. Okay, so the customers were just being bombarded with yeah, like Coors yes, and DP. yes, yes. <laughs> So, so here's here's a couple. This is like a a a, a set of tweets by Glenn Howlton, uh, from the premiere of the episode. Just got back from vague. This is Glenn Howlton's Twitter. Yep. Just got back from vacay. Got a got a lot of love and quite a bit of hate on last week's recession episode. Sounds like fifty percent got the joke and fifty percent did not. Although I will say FX was not supposed to accompany the episode with all those fucking D&B and Coors commercials. That's what's up. That's what fucks with it. If you watch the episode with no commercials on DVD or iTunes or whatever, you will like it a lot more. I promise. We learned a lesson on that one. Is that interesting? Yeah, it's interesting that they didn't know what commercials were being played. And I don't know, as showrunners, you would think like they would have that idea. The way he even says they were not supposed to do that almost seems like he they made they made a oh, request. The, yeah, not that to maybe do they it. put something in there saying don't do that, and of yeah. course they they monkeyed it up. It just it was just kind of interesting because even though it is like a product placement thing, it is funny. It's just funny <laughs> yeah. specific. Like it's because they play like it's so strange because they don't really endorse like they don't ever drink cores. They actually, in fact, turn it down. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what right. I mean? So it's sort of like, and it, and the way, and even when they're at Dave and Buster's, like they're not showing the place that much respect. You know, no, it's, it's a, their presence there is almost like facetious. Like, yeah, and it's kind of like, like this is the best steak you can get in an arcade setting. That seems like a hilarious <laughs> a joke, joke. Yeah, but that's it's true. <laughs> that's what they're doing at Dave and Buster's. Like, <laughs> that yeah. sounds crazy, but it's real. <laughs> So yeah, that is uh, that's just a, a, an interesting tidbit about this episode. It, it is something to point out that yeah, they do make a lot of product placement, just two specific things in this mm-hmm. one episode. But we've uh, seen uh, cores before in like Manhunters of. when they have like mm. that like fort on the street when they're hunting you, cricket. Yeah, but this is the first time it's specifically I think like said out loud, nailed, and, and yeah. talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all right, let's um, let's get into it. Cold open, 11 a.m. on a Tuesday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As Dennis, Mac, and Charlie are arriving at work, they notice an RV has been parked in front of Patty's and assume it's the start of a shantytown. I like um, when the screen is black, you already hear, well, this is an interesting development. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the show hasn't even started and they're already in the middle of something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is yeah, like it's- great writing, I think. Totally, yes. And they have this RV here that's parked there, and it's on. They notice that it's on. It's got cinder blocks in front of the tires, so it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, so they're not vacationing. I guess that's f- so it doesn't roll away. Yeah, I bet. I don't know how necessary that is on like probably not in front of Patty's. <laughs> doesn't seem. I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? But uh, so Charlie specifically does not like this. He doesn't like this. He thinks what what gives someone the right just to be like, oh, park on someone's street and say, oh, I live here now just because they're poor. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have some class if you're going to be poor. Like, have some class if you're going to be poor. Like, if you're going to be poor. Like, they're saying it's a choice. They're kind of like saying, like, it's a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, also, Charlie, you're poor. True. (laughs) It's funny to be like, Charlie's mad at them for, like, sort of the same thing, but the wrong reason. Like, yeah. Charlie like just seems like mad at them for like the wrong reason, which I think is funny in that line because it's like he's talking about the like low class characteristics of like parking there and living there, but like he's really mad at their lower class poor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like to yeah. say have some class is just like a like a funny play on words, <laughs> but like also just serves this class identity. Yeah, it's like divide that he's making. Yeah. And. and uh this is so funny. This idea, this idea that Mac has about oh, these are new poor. Yeah, you see, we're old poor. Isn't that just like a funny like <laughs> a term? Yeah, yeah, because you hear the term new money, right? Like somebody's new money, <laughs> so old poor. So is like an equal yeah, opposite. Like an improv. If that's true, what else is true? <laughs> right. There must be new poor and old poor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I love like like they since they're old poor they look down on the new poor as as right. if old money would look down on new money. Yes, <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, just it's a like, great dynamic. Yeah, it's just like it's a great ex- extrapolation of if this is true, what else is true? It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's also true on the opposite end of it. Right. You know. Yeah. It's 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 great. And so I just that idea of like see oh see and this way Mac explains it too. You see we're <laughs> old poor. like we wouldn't do anything like that and then dennis says yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't uh uh shove our homelessness our homelessness down people's faces like what does he mean like right does he does he does he think parking does he think parking the van is shoving their homelessness in his face is that what he's saying I mean, why that's not really the... what those what those people are doing. I mean, I don't know why yeah. he interprets it that way. Like, also, what gives them to the right to decide what happens on that street? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, they're they're like, fine, let's teach this guy a lesson. And Charlie wants to slash his tires. <laughs> and I love well... this little. <laughs> yeah, this is like this little thing. Like, like again, we're like. They're all on the same page until one little thing gets them to argue with each other. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, we want him to leave. How do we get him to leave by slashing his tires? Which is true. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you're planting him there. Yeah. It's very funny. But then, the, 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 and then, like, in true Always Sunny form, like, the way they, like, oh, even before that, though, when, when, when Charlie starts giving them a hard time, when they start giving Charlie a hard time, and he's like, oh, you, you know, you put any plan under a microscope. You know, and he keeps talking about getting put under a microscope. Like, you yeah, put, you put me under a microscope. <laughs> it's just like this, like that is this great like use of language, like that, just like use of that word. You know what I mean? And especially yeah. for Charlie, and just like in perfect like comedy, you know, perfect comedy. The idea of like you, oh, the slashing the ties. Oh, you got a better plan, and they don't, and they don't. <laughs> So they so just then, go with his plan. Yeah. So then they go. So I actually split this into an, to another scene. As Mac, Charlie, and Dennis go inside, they find Dee behind the bar reading a magazine while Frank hangs from a noose. <laughs> so, like, a perfect comedy, he comes running, Dee, Dee, give me the sharpest item in the bar. He's all excited because, like, his plan kind of won. 
Yeah, I mean, if there's <laughs> nothing to oppose it, I guess. Doesn't that happen wins. a lot? Doesn't that happen a lot with Charlie, where he he says like some real dumb plan, and then mm. Mac and Dennis say it's dumb that not not to do it, but then they don't have anything better, so then they just <laughs> do what Charlie said. Like, didn't they do that with the flaming bag through the window? The, the toilet paper. Oh, and the toilet paper. Oh, I guess that was, toilet paper was Dennis's idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but remember, they threw the flaming bag of Charlie's shit into oh, the. Yeah, into yeah. the it wasn't that Charlie's idea, and they're like, "That's stupid," or whatever. Like, you got a better idea, and then they cut them, kind of like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, just because they don't have a better idea, they still have to do this idea. Yeah, they have <laughs> nothing to f- else to fall back on. Or so, just like, don't do anything. Like, you can just right. not do anything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he comes running, and he wants the sharpest item. In the yeah, bar, not which knife. Is funny. I was listening to that. I was like, item. <laughs> You know, that's where Dennis and Mac... Frank would be the first thing I would notice <laughs> coming into the bar, I think. But yeah, Dennis sure. And, but Dennis and Mac notice that Frank is dangling from a noose, <laughs> and Dee is casually reading a magazine at the bar. Dude, <laughs> that is so funny. It's like... She, she probably already went through the don't do this thing with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And gave and up, she, and then, like, and he she, failed, and now she's just like, whatever, you deal with this, and just reading a magazine. And she sort of just, like, has already established, because she's like, oh, what's going on with him? Oh, his, his neck is too fat. <laughs> so she knows he's fine. Yeah. You know what I kind of, like, really love about this is you can, like, see the harness. The, you know, the, the way <laughs> yeah, a little, like, bit, strung, little bit. Yeah, you can, like, kind of, like, see how he would be, like, strung up there. Mm-hmm. I just, like, love that about it, too. Yeah. There's something about that. like. And uh, so, yeah, you see Frank, like, dangling there. They're kind of, like, not even, like, when they see Frank dangling from a noose, they're like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> yeah, like, they don't even, they like, rush over to help him or anything. <laughs> no, and then when he talks, they're like, oh, he's alive. <laughs> it's kind of, like, alarming when he, when he like, starts talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know why. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and he lost all his money in a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Russ, did you do any research on Ponzi schemes? Uh, no. So I, I so I looked up like Ponzi scheme, just like what it is, and this it's is like that. named you know after I mean? a certain person, correct? It is. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's named after a person. But you, there was like there's records and stuff of people doing Ponzi like schemes before it was named. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't kind of like solidified until the Ponzi guy. Yeah. Um. Do you do you do you know essentially what it is or how it works? Um. No. Give us a little rundown. So, basically, a Ponzi scheme works like this. It works like you have investors, right? You tell someone to invest two hundred dollars, and they'll make four hundred dollars back. Right, right. Then, then you, then you tell, you say the same thing to somebody else, and you take their money and you pay the other guy off with the other people's investment money, as um, if he just like as if it won. worked. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, so you, the money is all constantly coming in and going out. It's like. You're paying off investors with other investors, mm-hmm. but you're telling them like it's like there's like some stock stuff happening. You know what I mean? And the idea, the idea is kind of you know you say Ross, so you would put in two hundred dollars, and then they would come back and they would say, oh, you know, this month you made, uh, you made a hundred dollars on your two hundred dollar investment, and you would be like, you know, let it ride, keep it in there. Right. So you know, every month they would be like, oh, you made this much, you made this much. When in reality, you're not making anything. <laughs> They're just telling yeah. you that so you don't ask for your money back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then you put in more money. You go, oh, let me invest more money. I'm making so much money in this thing. Let me invest more money into it. And then that money is used to pay off other people. It's like, it's crazy. It's, 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 
it's a mess, but it, it's interesting. And but it's and, a logistical and, nightmare just to keep people like. It sounds. It sounds. Like, it sounds like more work than just having a job. Right. <laughs> yeah. Keeping yeah. track of who you have to lie to and what what the lie was. Like, yeah. It's a real George Costanza job. And the the most direct reference that what Frank is referencing is probably Bernie Madoff. That's what I was thinking. So. I, for anyone listening, I'm sure you've heard the Bernie Madoff thing in the stories. He ran this huge Ponzi scheme, and when it fell through, tons of people lost money. It cl- it, cl- it was like it collapsed everything. Yeah, bad news everywhere. Um, it was bad. Yeah. So, uh, so I I think are they saying Bernie Ma- he lost his money to Bernie Madoff? I mean, if that's the case, then Frank must have some real. A real, a real lot of money. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like Frank has an unlimited amount of money. Yeah, that's what it appears as though. I mean, but like, <laughs> yeah, I guess he was like turning people down if they didn't have enough a, money. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's what made it seem legitimate to a lot of people. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Just craziness. Um, so he lost all his money to a Ponzi scheme and he's 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 dangling there. His neck is too thick. <laughs> Um, uh, he he's like as they like trying to get him down, like <laughs> cut him down. To me. He says tie a chair to me. I was gonna say that, yeah. What, tie a chair to me. I, I, mean, I almost didn't even hear it, but it's, yeah. it's hilarious. And they start cutting Frank down, and then uh, we get the great title card, the, the great, great recession. recession. Uh, you like that title? Does that yeah, do it for you? That works for me. It's pretty nice. clear what's about to happen. All right, cool. Uh, after the opening credits. At Dave and Buster's, Mac, Dennis, and Frank eat steak and talk biz- and talk bonuses until Mac and Dennis fire Frank. This is terrible. What? What are you talking about? What is terrible? Frank, if you're looking for a better steak in an arcade setting, you are shit out of luck. I'm talking about eating out all the time. It's a business expense, Frank. It's only fair that the upper management of the bar get together to talk shop over top-notch steak and some video games. You two have no idea how serious this is. I can't bail you out anymore. Maybe we should take this time to streamline patties. Make it run as efficiently as the government. Mm. Mm. Cut out the steak dinners. I'm not cutting out the steak dinners, Frank, so just hold your horses on that one. If anything, we should be talking about bonuses. Let's talk bonuses. That's a good idea. Bonuses? <laughs> you run the business into the ground and you want bonuses? Frank, don't be a moron. You start cutting bonuses, you're going to lose your top guy. You've got to separate the wheat from the chaff somehow. Yeah. These dudes are all chaff. Yeah, well, right? no, we're all wheat. No, we're chaff. No, we're not. We're, we're wheat. Why would you want to be wheat? Why would you ever want to be chaff? Well, who wants to be... Okay, I'll be chaff, you be wheat. You two idiots have no business sense whatsoever. We have no business sense. He's the one dangling from a noose 10 minutes ago. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. You know, let's start streamlining right now. Frank, you're out. You're fine. Oh, you just got squeezed out, bitch. Oh, I'm squeezed out. Uh, oh, well, let's see how far you two idiots get without Frank Reynolds bailing you out every five minutes. I'm out of here. I'm comfortable being chaff if you want to be weak. Okay, man, whatever. Ah. I, lo- I love this scene so much. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, the energy of this scene is so great to me. It's something with, like, it's just, and David Busters comes out of, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's hilarious to me <laughs> because it, like, again, I, we know this is product placement, but, like, the whole idea just seems, like, facetious to me. It doesn't seem like, yeah. it seems like they're making fun of it the whole time. Because these type of people would go there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. And they talk it up like it's amazing. Uh, they, but Frank here is like, 
as they're eating, he mutters to himself, this is terrible. And he's just talking about how their financial problems, but they think he's talking about Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah. And I love this, like, them defending Dave and Buster's here. Like, and this qu- this quote of the, of the steak, go ahead. If you're looking for a better steak in an arcade setting, then you're shit out of luck. <laughs> this is like, okay, let's stop. Let's stop for a second. Break this down. It's so much of the, the use of language. The use of language here is incredible. exactly. They're compounding so much, like into that one sentence. You you could say this in a bunch of different ways, but the words they choose to convey this message <laughs> is so funny. Like the idea of like. A better steak in an arcade setting. Like, an arcade setting is such a funny way to... to (laughs) Is that a way to say, like, not good food? I I think it's like saying, like... think about it. I think think it's saying, saying, like, it's the best you're going to get for a place that has arcades in it. Right. So, it's not really (laughs) saying it's great. It's not saying it's good. No, it's just saying it's adequate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's not like a full endorsement. No, not at all. And and this is great too. With it, so there, and then and then to say you're shit out of luck is just such a funny way to cap that. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> then you're out of options, buddy. Yeah, it's just I love that is such a great quote. And uh, they they're talking here about about the business, and they consider themselves upper management. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they are part owners with Frank. You have the yeah, three, is, the three top dogs. <laughs> this is um, this is continuing some continuity of how Charlie is basically not an owner anymore. No, that's right. We have uh, Mac and Dennis owning twenty five percent each, which equate to fifty, and we have Frank owning the other fifty. That's too bad for Charlie, huh? I mean, he shouldn't have sold uh, shares <laughs> for like for lunch sandwich. meat or whatever. He, he keeps he keeps getting squeezed out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, and he, they get himself upper management, and Frank's like, "Listen, you guys don't understand. We can't keep eating out like this, and I can't bail you out anymore. I'm broke." He's like trying to just like really trying to explain them. Like I lost my money. Mm-hmm. They're they're like, you know, I love this idea. They start talking about, yeah, you know what? That's right. We should start streamlining Patty. We should be as efficient as the government. <laughs> it's such a funny, like crazy thing to say. You know what I mean? Like efficient, yeah. like like the government, like. <laughs> like Mac knows anything about any of this. You know? Oh yeah, or to say the government and is efficient at anything is <laughs> kind of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he's saying like, oh, you know, we need to we need to um, be efficient like the government. And Frank's like, oh, that means cut out steak dinners. No, yeah. and in fact, <laughs> they should talk bonuses. <laughs> well, uh, this is where I want to like take a break right now and just like talk about how the different roles that they're playing to tell the larger story of the recession. Okay, okay. Frank, I guess, is a bank that gives out business loans. You know what I mean? He's always like bailing them out in a certain way. Right, right. But- Frank. That's right. Frank but, gives out the money. Right. That's where they get their money from. Exactly. And there's Keep also going. the dynamic of the government and Frank, you know, which we'll see later, where he as a bank is getting bailed out. And Dennis and Mac are, you know, this was huge in the news at the time, like all this stuff that was going on where these, you know, million dollar corporations are failing and going under and they have to like lay off all the people that work for them. But for for some, but then when the bot when the CEO gets laid off, whatever for some crazy reason, he takes like three hundred million dollars with him. Yeah, and you know this, what I mean? this like, is when like, you know, 
corporations on Wall Street were getting bailouts, and you would say um, we we could equate uh, Mac and Dennis to uh, Wall Street, essentially. Okay, that's, yeah, that's sure. who we're going to place them. Okay, and when they did get this money, they were supposed to use it towards the business and you know helping their clients. But they ended up using that money for bonuses. So that's why we get that bonus talk. Yes, yes. This was a huge thing going on at the time and everything. Uh, complete madness. I mean, it's just Unregulated craziness. is the problem. They sort of, like, You should not be able to give yourself a bonus. A bonus comes, somebody gives you a bonus. Oh, yeah. Let's you talk about that later when they try to, they, they, they fire Charlie and they're like, let's go talk about bonuses. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. the only ones that work there. <laughs> Were they going to give each other bonuses? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and this is so funny too. Where so yeah, they, so basically when they're saying they're like, oh no, we should get bonuses because we're your top people. That's how you separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> That's what Dennis says: is wheat from the chaff. Did you look up anything on wheat from the chaff? Yes, I did. Uh, wheat and chaff in grasses, including cereals such as rice, barley, oats, and wheat. The ripe seed is rounded by thin, dry, scaly bracts, also called glooms, lemmas, and paleas, forming a dry husk around the grain. So once they remove that grain, it's called chaff, and then we get chaff and wheat. That's how you separate the chaff and wheat. The chaff is generally the useless part, and the wheat's the good stuff. Yeah, and what I what I what I looked this up online because it is an interesting saying that you don't he- I don't hear all no, that often. No, no, who hears that anymore? I can also like just infer what he means. By oh yeah, yeah, totally. But I what I looked up here is that that the saying actually comes from the Bible. And it says that it's, it says here chaff is the protective casings of seeds of cereal grain. Yep. Um, and it says in Matthew three twelve, John Whoa. the Baptist says, "Mac, slow down." <laughs> <laughs> Where's our Bible? Where's our, it's a bar, dude. Um, in Matthew three twelve, John the Baptist says, "His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor." Gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Isn't that crazy? God, that sounds dark. I don't know Isn't what that, that even means. Yeah. No shit. And unquenchable <laughs> fire? Jeez. Relax. Calm wow. down. That's hot stuff. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. I thought like I was like, wow, this I, I searched chaff and this is what I'm finding. Unquenchable fire. <laughs> You know, that's a dark, dark place. So, so, and then they, and then in true Always Sunny form, they are the absolute, not only are they the masters at this, they're like the only people that do this where they have another stop down argument about <laughs> Mac, Mac thinks that they're chaff. And they're just like, no, we're wheat. Why would they you ever want to be chaff? <laughs> he's like, why would you want to be wheat? Like, he doesn't understand. Well, I'll be like, wheat and then you be chaff. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't get it at all. This episode really showcases how dumb Mac is. Yeah, well, yeah, Mac is... Like, he's dumb in, like, <laughs> several places in this episode. He is, yeah, he is, definitely. Uh, they, this is where they, they, they take this opportunity to squeeze out Frank. Because Frank is basically... Like, basically Frank says, you two have no business sense whatsoever, which is true. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then Mac's line of, like, we don't have any business sense, you were just dangling from a noose. <laughs> It's funny because, like, <laughs> normally, yeah, you would agree Frank is the businessman, but, like, he was, like, he's becoming unreliable as 
<laughs> the source of uh, business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, they they fire Frank. They squeeze him out, and he gets mad and he leaves. And I like this nice little when he comes back and he takes the steak with him. He doesn't want to leave the steak. Oh yeah, very yeah. Frank. Very Frank. <laughs> what a good, great move. Um, so I guess we're establishing right now that Mac and Dennis are fifty-fifty owners. Well, I was gonna say. I, w- I wanted to talk about, how, like, how can they fire Frank? I guess if Frank doesn't want to bail them out, Frank's just willingly leaving. Like, it doesn't seem like... Yeah, yeah. You know, Frank said, like, you run the business in the ground, you want bonuses. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm walking away. I, that's how I interpreted it. It's weird for Frank. Like, you'd almost, like, Frank seems like the type that to take bonuses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, he also has the larger sense of like what's going on and where the money needs to go right yeah um yeah and 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 this is so funny here where like the, like the nice little tag at the end of this of this scene of the mac is like you know I- i'm comfortable being jack like, <laughs> yeah if you want to be weird like to go, like not be affected goes, by what just happened and go back to that nonsense conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> So then at Patty's, Mac and Dennis continue streamlining and give Dee and Charlie an opportunity to defend their jobs. This is a lot of fun. This is yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. And, and Ch- Charlie is excited to to do this. You notice that? Yeah. He I mean, he's like I I actually wrote that down. I was like he is so excited for the opportunity. I think he exclaims as he goes running down to the basement. He he should be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I I think he does do a lot of work. I mean, whether or not he does it correctly, as we see, he doesn't. But 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 to even just be questioning him, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's been there forever. Yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, and like, because I think D has the right attitude here, where D's very, you know, D's pissed off about this. She's bullshit. Uh, But they don't exactly know what D does around here. And and we ha- we haven't seen D actually at the you know first two seasons, D's cleaning up tables, serving drinks. That's true. I mean, she was like carrying her weight. Uh, not the first so much late seasons. Not so much. <laughs> not so much yeah, the season. No, not so much. She's kind of dicking no. around like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So they want her to to uh, oh, oh oh before before we get to her making the drink. They, this is such an always sunny word. What D says, I do a shitload. I love that. A shitload. <laughs> as a as a quantity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, fine. Like, make us a drink. You're a bartender. Make us a drink. All right. I'll crack you open a beer. And I and they're like, no, no, no. They're like a mixed drink or whatever. But the bottle, it, it's it's cold activated. Yeah, no, here comes the commercial. This is like <laughs> a commercial. See the mountain and, blue? <laughs> and even Dennis says, it looks delicious. Like Dennis even says, yes, it looks very delicious. Yeah, like, it looks very delicious, says, like, but make me a drink. Yeah, uh, and then I love the mojito. They want de- Mojito me, please. Do you know how to make a mojito? No. I forgot to look up the, <laughs> the ingredients. I it's, did. Oh, you're great. <laughs> you did a lot of the research this episode. <laughs> what do you got? So a mojito. This is a um, this this makes four servings. You need ice, six ounces of light rum, twelve mint sprigs or spearmint, eight roughly broken apart, six tablespoons fresh lime juice, four tablespoons sugar, club soda, and four slices of lime. Ross, this is the most easiest thing you could do. There's two steps. Step one, <laughs> place ice in a beverage shaker, then add in the rum, eight broken up mint sprigs, lime juice, and sugar. Shake well and serve over ice in a highball glass. 
Top off each glass with a splash of club soda. That sounds number like two. a lot of work. Number, I know they they fit a lot in the number <laughs> it's one. Like, some would, that, some I'm could, out. Would you name more than two ingredients? <laughs> some some of that could have been split up a little bit. But number two is just garnish each with a slice of lime and a sprig of mint. And there you go. You have a mojito. Oh, so make hey. the drink and then decorate it. You know, fiance. Yes, exactly. You know, fiance Katie used to be a bartender, and I mm-hmm. and I and I and I read this this in this list I this uh recipe I found, and she was very unhappy with it. Just not the way she would do it. She says they should. They, you should muddle the the mint sprigs or whatever and whatever. She was like, "Do not read. Do not read that recipe." She said, "That's not a good recipe. Don't read." I said, "I'm gonna read it anyway." <laughs> 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 I said, "And I'll just I'll make a disclaimer that you were unhappy with that recipe." Okay. Yeah, it's the one, it's, it, 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 that that recipe was actually linked off of the Always Sunny wiki for this episode. Oh, that's awesome. They do. They're putting in some hard work over there. I don't You know, I should actually give the credit there. Somebody else did that work for me. <laughs> That's also where I found out the, um, you know, all the info on the, um, on Glenn Howerton's tweets and stuff was from oh. the wiki. There's a lot going on over there. A lot, for this a lot of gossip. It's a lot of hot goss. <laughs> hot goss. So, uh, so she she's like, oh, you know, they're like, no, no, make me a mojito. She's like, people don't order mojitos in this bar. And I truly cannot picture. That's true. I can't even picture that bar I mean, having lime juice. Corman's coming back, and I don't think he is. No one's yeah, going to be exactly. ordering a mojito. And I can't. I I can't even picture that bar having like lime juice or something. Or yeah, like those quality ingredients, I guess that you would yeah. find in a drink. Like they have mint somewhere. Like, so one of them ordered mint and has mint. Right. <laughs> They're lucky they have like the soda gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so she's like, "Yeah, sure, okay, I can make a mojito. I can do it. I can do it." And she just opens up a cores, puts it down, and quits. Dude, that like motion, the motion <laughs> in which she does that, like, is so perfect because it's so quick and like you don't like even though you watch her put down a bottle, you're not thinking anything of it. What? what yeah, yeah, it's like, what is? What was the point of it? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Like, why even grab a beer and open it and put it down at all? Why not just quit and walk away? I think she was, like, buying time to think of something, and then was like, I don't know how to do this, so <laughs> I quit. But it was like, it's just so weird. It's just such a funny, weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, and they, they're they so bummed because they looked forward to firing her. I know, her. they're so like, evil. Oh. <laughs> they, really, they really are. And... Uh, that's where Charlie comes running in, and and first thing, he's got to talk rat traps, mm-hmm. and he's got this just just plastic bucket. That he's just pouring onto the bar top. Oh yeah, it's like one of those like industrial buckets, and like <laughs> they, like those traps are huge. Those are not mouse traps. They're like cartoonishly Yo, yeah. big. Yeah, giant rat traps. Like, yeah, <laughs> blocks of wood. So they add Frank and Charlie's apartment. D asks Frank for money, and they end up becoming business partners. I need money. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is some Dean interesting bah- information we get out of the scene. Yeah, Frank's been paying Dee's rent. Yeah, so is he paying Dennis's rent too? You got to assume. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. So like that De- explains De- like their lifestyles. Like we, you know, they don't make any money at the bar. So how are they affording a rent? You know. Uh, and also, Dee and Dennis are not old poor they're rich people yeah they're like little rich kids 
I mean, I guess they live like on an allowance of some sort. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're yeah. like wealthy, but like they don't have anything to worry about for sure. And especially growing up. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what? He's like, don't you understand? Like, I don't have any money. Like, I did, like, what do you like? I was hanging from a. He was trying to. He's like, I try to kill myself. <laughs> like, how clear could he be? Like, I, I just try to kill myself. Yeah, like, like, like. Well, how do you not understand? And what is she supposed to do, though? Yeah, what is she supposed to do? She notices that Frank has a briefcase, and he's like, yeah, I'm starting a new business. And he's like, oh, cool, I'm in. <laughs> what value are you to me? That's a good question, though. <laughs> and this, like, little exchange of what value, and she says, when she says, you know, I'm desperate, I'll do anything, and Frank, like, kind of lights up, like, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. He's like, you know, like, almost like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I could use right. that. <laughs> that is valuable. <laughs> Yeah, that is like you got me. Like in other words, he's like kind of like you got me. Uh, and is she willing to destroy her credit? Never been a problem before. <laughs> that is so. That is so funny. And yeah, and then they uh, they take off to start their new business venture. So then at Patty's, Charlie finishes up explaining what he does for the bar, and Mac and Dennis fire him. So when they come. This when this scene opens up, uh, Charlie's like, and these are the rain barrels. What's, what's he? What's he doing with these? Well, we found out later that he's been filtering the water. I don't know what he. If they're reusing the water. I don't know what for that what for what is for. Ha- what is happening. Yeah, it, it's is essentially something he definitely doesn't have to do. <laughs> yeah. And this is like way he's like uh, and. How do I expo- dispose of the trash? Like, why? I can't believe he's talking? still defending his job. By the way, <laughs> like, how long do you think it's been? <laughs> it seems like a while. It seems like you took him through a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he's like, how, you know, how do I dispose of the, the trash with it? And uh, it's so funny when they're like, we threw it in the dumpster. What are you doing with it? <laughs> he's burning it in the furnace, and it's so funny too because like we have a furnace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like this bar what, runs on trash. <laughs> <laughs> what is like? I should have looked this up, but like, would a building like that have a furnace? Um, hard to tell. I mean, I don't know enough about you know HVAC or this is something we it, probably could have called minor on. <laughs> like, it's just like it's just so it's because because even Mac is like, we have a furnace, kind of being like, well, yeah, he's stunned. Furnace, which it, which it, like to me shows like he knows so little about the building he owns. <laughs> like, you don't know you have a furnace in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and Charlie thinks, you know, the whole bar is green. He thinks the bar is green. They've been, they've been, because right, he recycles the trash. the trash. But actually, I looked that up, and it's actually, like, worse. Yeah, because, like, the fumes, right? The right. Atmosphere. Yeah. He, but he's like, you know, that's how the bars heat it. That's how it gets the, that's how it gets the, the, the nice smell that everybody loves. And the nice smoky, the smoky atmosphere, like the smoky air. (laughs) Now that you mention that, that makes like past episodes like so much funnier. Like think about the gang dances their asses off. There's a bunch of people in a bar that smells like trash. Oh yeah. Like why would they want to even own that bar? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love when he's like, you know, and and, and the great smoky smell in here. And the, the the where they just go, Max is like, the <laughs> bar smells trash. like trash. 
it does. You know what I mean? Like just like just laying it out. Yeah, like. it's, it's not smoky. It's not like a nice earthy. Like no, this is trash. No, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like trash. Yeah, and they you know they do. They, he's just saying like, oh, what do you want me to put in a landfill? Oh, burn it up. Smoke goes up into the sky and becomes stars. <laughs> and this thing about Mac not knowing not enough knowing about enough it. to dispute it, <laughs> like that is something like that's that is like a thing I will like bring up in in like you know making jokes about if somebody says something I'm like some about like cars like I I don't know enough about cars <laughs> to dispute it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that sound that doesn't sound right. I say that a lot because you know <laughs> it's like I don't know enough to say it's wrong. You know, it's like. <laughs> And that is so funny to not know enough <laughs> if trash smoke becomes stars. Like, <laughs> Mac doesn't know enough to dispute that. <laughs> Again, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and then oh, whatever. There's one last thing. Last thing he does before before he you know, in the morning, he puts on the core sign. Let's <laughs> everyone know they have delicious cold cores. Another ad real quick. <laughs> Well, Charlie's got a lot of work around here, and I like how he's, like, twirling his keys. He's almost like a cartoon <laughs> character. And you can see the sign when he puts on it. You can read it backwards and see that oh, it says sure. closed. Yeah. And, and they're like, come outside, come outside. They, they drag him outside, and they show him that every morning he puts on the closed sign. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> he couldn't read it from the inside. <laughs> he can't read from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yelling at him about this. They fire him. They're like, all right, good. That's it. You're fired. Yeah, Dennis is like done with it. He like rips the keys out of his hand. Well, what are they going to do? Th- uh, throw the trash in the furnace by themselves? <laughs> Put the rain bar- of rainwater barrels by themselves? <laughs> he always says that. Yeah. You're supposed to fiddle with the electricity all by yourselves and siphon <laughs> it from all around the neighborhood. That's like a thing we just hear- we're just hearing about now, too. Yeah. Like, he obviously said that to them earlier or something, mm-hmm. but he's like, we're finding out now that he fiddles with the electricity all day. And siphons it from all around the neighborhood. That <laughs> can't be good. And uh, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to call a trash man, an electrician, and a plumber. <laughs> and not turn the clothes sign on when the bar is open. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> and uh, I, split this, I split this next part into another scene. So as they are talking, Frank and Dee show up in an RV and reveal they have gone into business together. Oh, and Charlie lost his job and Frank subletted his apartment. <laughs> That's a huge one. uh and as it's coming up they're like they think the shanty towns is is coming is happening now in front of them oh no it's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and this is don't you just just as they predicted and, and don't you love this um this um great callback of like we establish People become poor and get RVs. Mm-hmm. Frank became poor and got an RV. Yeah. It's just like I don't I don't know where this idea is that a thing. Um, I think a lot of people were downsizing. I think this is like part of like the uh, the housing crisis. You know, this was about the same time, and a lot of people were you know a downsizing, b moving yeah. in with family, which is what tr- yeah. Charlie tries to do. They sublet rooms or apartments. Yeah. They rent rooms. A lot of that was happening, uh, and um, they already solved the mortgage crisis. So they <laughs> right, they so they have, can't they go back. They got to fix that. it now. The gang already solved that. <laughs> so, 
this is great here too, where like uh, like they pull in here, they they beep, they come back. And Frank, oh, the door bursts <laughs> open, and Frank says, "Honey, I'm home." Dude, honey, I'm home. <laughs> I love it. Feast your eyes on the new headquarters of Reynolds and Reynolds. Reynolds and Reynolds. The start of so good. an amazing business. And they explain that they subletted their apartments and they bought an RV. And Charlie's like, "What? Like, you know, I, I can't, I can't live in the RV or whatever." But you know, it's pretty good. But he's good at making things work in tight spaces, so you know he can move in. And and and, this, and I yeah I love the like he doesn't want to live there. Frank tells him he's not gonna live there, and then he says, "Oh no 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 I can do it." You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you're like no 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 it can work. No room at the end. Poor, yeah, poor Charlie gets squeezed out of his. It was Charlie's. It wasn't even Frank's apartment. Mm-hmm. Like poor Charlie, and look at that they forced him. To sleep I, in the I bar. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know what? He can't sleep at the bar. <laughs> he can't sleep at the bar either. Like he's like he cannot catch a break. So he can't sleep in the bar, but maybe he can live with Mac and Dennis? Um kind of embarrassed you would even ask. I love his terminology of oh, you guys are boning me. <laughs> you guys are boning me right now. It, like, can you imagine, like, would you ever talk to them again? No, I mean they just fired you, and they know you're homeless, and like <laughs> won't let you stay. They're supposed to be like really good friends. They're you know yeah. Even to that point, they start locking up Patty so he can't go in there. And Charlie's kind of playing it off. He's like, "Oh no, I got plenty of places to go." And one of them even says, "No, you don't." <laughs> no, you don't. Like they know he has nowhere um, to go. But to the point of like locking the door, that's like something they probably should have done anyway. <laughs> Because no one else works there. It's just them two. What are they going to not lock the door? I mean. So then inside the RV, Dee and Frank discuss their new business venture. But Dee calls it a business scheme, which I like. <laughs> yeah. She calls it a scheme, specifically. <laughs> so tell me about your new business scheme. Like, they can never do anything honest. Like, nothing is ever <laughs> no. assumed to be honest. It's I mean, a scheme. This is kind of like an honest thing. I mean, it's not necessarily a scheme. They're just selling knives and vacuums. Yeah, he 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 puts up this, like, he's like, this is what it is. We're selling knives. Or at first he says, actually, he, before he even says that, because just, she just goes, what's our, our business scheme? <laughs> and he just goes, shoe. give me your shoe. Uh, so she hands it over, and he pulls out a knife, cuts the shoe in half, oh, basically. It's a $200 shoe. That's an expensive shoe. Yeah. Do you, do you have any $200 shoes? Uh, No. No? No. Do you? Wow. I have a I have a pair that's like, like I didn't pay I didn't pay this much for them, but it's like an old pair of Nike Dunks. Oh. But I think they're like they're like two forty or something right now if you look them up online or something like that. I I did pay two fifty for a pair of Nike Dunks. Like wow, like, you did? Yeah. Two fifty? Yeah, they were the Daniel Shimizu's. Damn. Um, <laughs> but I did pay one seventy for a different pair. They were the the Nike Ghosts, Nike Dunk Ghosts. Really? Yeah. Wow! You, you still got these and wear these? I still have the the Ghosts. I don't have the Shimizu's. You don't? What, no. hap- what happened? I sold them. Oh, really? Did you make a, Did you flip them? Make some money? Made some cash. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he they, he pulls he cuts her shoe in half and he pulls out. And he's they're selling knives now. And D questions this, but D isn't selling knives. No, no, no. <laughs> She's selling something a little more interesting. She's selling vacuum, but not just any vacuums. 
No, this is wet vac. Commercial power <laughs> for the home. I like how no, like you, Frank is even talking like an infomercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've ever used the wet vac. No. Really? I've I've used I've used the wet vac a couple a couple times. Any good? Um. Were you yeah, trying to get I mean, a wine stain out of a shoe? <laughs> no, this is like at like a business. This would be like at a business oh, or okay. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they are loud. Oh, I mean, this thing has no muffler. <laughs> so, <laughs> no muffler. <laughs> it's kind of alarming when, when you talk about vacuums with mufflers. Um, but I like how this is Frank's words. Like, this will get a red wine stain out of anything. And the first thing he tries to get a wine stain out of, it doesn't work. Yeah. He's like, it's not like- really built for shoes. <laughs> It's funny that he pours it onto her shoe, and she kind of yeah. takes that as like more fence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already uh, can't wear them. And Frank's like, he's like, he puts on these like industrial earmuff things. Yeah, those are, I I've worn those before. And because th- he's like, this thing gets pretty loud, and they do this thing, and I think this is the first time they're doing it where they provide their own subtitles to something that's going on. Yeah. You might be right. I I, I like when they. I actually, I think it's very funny. I like it. I like. As no, a, it, nice it, it was a good call. It because yeah. it is kind of loud. Yeah, oh yeah. So at Dave and Buster's, Mac and Dennis come up with an economic stimulus plan to save patties. They're drinking wine here when this starts. Here. Well, I should say they're chugging. <laughs> yeah. Wine here when this starts. <laughs> Merlot. Merlot, specifically Merlot, right? <laughs> and. This is a funny joke here. This is like a funny little joke here where, you know, they, they, they're drinking all this wine and they're ordering another glass. And, oh, before we start this, actually, you got anything on, on the uh, server here? Uh, yes. D&B waitress is Sabrina Vittori. She was in Sunny with a Chance, Men of a Certain Age, The Thundermans, and The Valley. So she explains to them that, you know, if you buy a bottle, it'll be cheaper. Instead of chugging sh- individual glasses. Chugging individual glasses of wine. Yeah. So 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 now this is interesting here where she like they basically turn down a a, a money saving opportunity thing yeah. opportunity and then immediately start discussing finances and money and how to like save their body. Right. I mean, illustrating Frank's point that they have no business sense whatsoever. Exactly. But it's like a, it's kind of subtle. It's like a, like a, like a I didn't kind of like notice it. Like, oh, she's offering to save them money in a in in this in an episode where they don't have any money mm-hmm. and they just don't. They even, can't help even, themselves. They can't. They don't even entertain the idea. <laughs> no. Dude, it's like <laughs> they it's think it's like not, rude. Actually. <laughs> It'd be nice if he left the judgment back in the kitchen. Yeah, they even they give her a hard time about it. Even like when she leaves too, they're like, then they're like, oh, I like her. Yeah, she's a cutie. Like they're kind of like they 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 like don't get it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It is some sort of joke here that they're drinking wine right at Dave and Buster's. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like illustrating like the contrast of like doing something classy at a like. Um, like this, like the steak. Yeah, it, right. It's, it's calling out the steak again. Yeah, I think so. Is that flattering for Dave and Buster's to basically say, "Look at assholes drinking wine at Dave and Buster's"? <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I think it's to further. Uh, it's like almost an anti-endorsement. <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, it's strange because when you look at it, it's like, oh yeah, these guys are like pretending to be high class while drinking wine in a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yep. So and by the way, Dennis's lips, Dennis's lips are so red from wine. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like overdrawn lipstick. <laughs> yeah, 
It's a nice little thing that they don't call any attention to that is just kind of there for you to notice. I think it kind of like points out like how drunk they are too. Yeah, that too. Dennis uh, like later the on will mention self awareness Den- of like having wine stains all over your face. And later we'll, we'll later we'll we'll find out Dennis was blackout during this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's what <laughs> happens when you chug a red wine. <laughs> so then, so Dennis goes over. So he goes over his plan basically. He's like, you know, Dave and Buster's is thriving. And what am I holding here? And he holds up the power card. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, you getting information on the power card? Yeah, actually, um, I did call a Dave and Buster's to get some info on what a uh, power card is. So I will drop the clip here. Hi, um, I was looking to head over there today. I was wondering if you could tell me how the power card works. Uh, power cards are in replace of dollars and coins. Uh, you purchase a power card for a $3 activation fee. It's a one-time fee. Then you can add as much or as little money onto it after that as you'd like. And you keep the card. It's a rechargeable uh, item that can be used at any Dave & Buster's. Okay, cool. So you spend real money to put, I guess, uh, chips onto the card, and you pay for games with the chips. Correct. Cool. Um, I was wondering, uh, uh, are you guys serving food at all? Yes, we are. We are fully operational. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Have a nice day. Yeah, you recorded it. Yes, I recorded it. <laughs> I, I called them on speakerphone and recorded the phone did, call. Did uh, you tell the person you were recording them? No, should I have? Um, let's put a disclaimer here. We're not going to say their name or anything, so probably should be fine. They might. I think they do say their name when they answer the phone. <laughs> we'll blank it out then. And, the, and they say the location, by the way. So We'll blank that out too. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a roll of dice. Whoever's editing, the listener will already have known that because they would have just heard it. Yeah, but yeah. All right, so tell us about it. Okay, so the power card is basically money you would spend, and you would put it on the card, and on the card, the the money you put on appears as chips. And each game that you play costs a certain amount of chips. So it's basically like putting money on a gift card and spending it there and the idea is you're always going to have some left over so it's always going to say hey i got some money on the card why don't we go to dave and buster's right it gives you incentive to go back right and they are so close when they actually start doing their plan they're so close to figuring it out Um, it's like it's maddening i mean but like why would they think an idea that works for a completely different business would work for them well i don't i'm pretty sure they don't have any business sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think is the main thing. But yeah, they they and they they go into this thing about the power cards cuz this is Dennis's example. This is Dennis's kind of like what he's basing his whole stimulus on. Mm-hmm. The doesn't the, it doesn't work in any other similar locations. It, like something like a TGA TGI Fridays. Well, did maybe you didn't try it enough? Maybe Wait, you didn't try your this, card enough? Wait, we going to this thing where Mac has been <laughs> trying his Dave and Buster cards. At TGI Fridays. Now, I wouldn't compare TGI Fridays to Dave and Buster's. I mean, they serve food and drinks. I mean, that's the only thing they have in common. They have no arcades. Like, isn't the card the card only works for arcades? It doesn't work for food. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, because it's chip value. I, well, I actually should. We, I should. I. I can't believe I haven't even, even mentioned this yet. But uh, fiance Katie and myself, we're, we used to go to Dave and Buster's. You know, before the pandemic and everything, we used to go to Dave and Buster's. Probably once a month. That's awesome. And 
we it was and like I didn't get a night. phone call once, you know, saying, "Hey, <laughs> Ross, buddy, you want to go to D and B's, get some steaks?" <laughs> well, I, I should say, check uh, some Merlot. Uh, well, I should say it actually wasn't a date night; it was more of a date afternoon because on Wednesdays afternoons, all the games were half price. Everything oh. was half price. Oh, it's like a matinee because it's like, yeah, because it's Wednesday afternoon. Like what? Like who like, the hell's there? Who yeah? Who's playing? What low life like would spend their time <laughs> at uh, DMVs? Yeah, it's noon. It's noon. <laughs> noon on Wednesday. Like, yeah, on a Wednesday. Someone, but I, that was someone that both doesn't have enough money to go <laughs> during regular times. <laughs> That's right. Well, both of us had Wednesdays off. That was our you know our both we both had the same day off and no, we would no go hate. on Wednesdays. That sounds like a good time. It was fun, man. The, the the games are fun. The the we would like win stupid prizes and shit. It was just like it's just like a, there's no. It's good like Wednesday afternoon. There's no kids running around and stuff. Oh, you know that's the mean? best. Kids, are yeah, the yeah. So uh, I I should I should say I love Dave and Buster's and and we do always have we always have like three or four different power cards. You know what I mean? Like which one has money on it? Oh, trying to figure can, it out. Like, you're a real show off. <laughs> you have so many power cards. Just, they just pile up sometimes, but like. Uh, but Dennis is right. That is the idea. The idea is that this only works at Dave and Buster's. It doesn't work at TGI Fridays, even though Mac has tried a bunch of times. <laughs> and he actually mentions that he 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 actually mentions the the one over in Franklin Mills. They haven't tried the one over in Franklin Mills yet. Yep. Did you look up Franklin Mills? Yeah, that one's closed. I guess. Oh well, I I I just I didn't look up the the specific TGI Fridays, but just Franklin Mills is just like some giant shopping mall in Philadelphia. Oh really? Oh okay. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Um, but th- yeah, that TGI Fridays went out of business in 2017. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, so yeah, he mentions that, that he mentions that he hasn't tried the one out in F- Franklin Mills yet. But and, and Dennis is getting like he's trying to like he's getting frustrated by this. It's like it's, again, this is another little stop down argument. Right. In between a larger like a, conversation. Oh, like a weird detour. <laughs> a weird detour, yeah. And Dennis explains, he explains basically Dave and Buster's system, basically what we just said. He says, oh, both the whole, like, trying the the, the power card everywhere. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting pretty worked up about this. Like, you, Dennis even, like, like kind of like, okay, we got to change this up. I'm getting worked up about this. I love the worked up, like. I love seeing Dennis, like, get frustrated with, with Max specifically and, like, his friends kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's thinking about making his their own currency, and this don't you love how this lights um, Mac up? Yeah, it's, it's he didn't follow anything until he said, "Let's print our own currency." And the acting, like, like, uh, isn't the acting so good? Where like he like lights up, like print our own money, like it's it's like he's hearing it for the first time. <laughs> he hasn't been following the conversation. <laughs> no, like he's confused about everything, but he hears make our own currency. Like, oh, that's something I can understand. Make yeah, our own money. That's a I fun idea. That. Let me in. Yeah, and they're gonna make they're gonna make Patty's dollars. Yeah, Dennis names is, it like right away, and, we'll, yeah. and it's called Patty's dollars. <laughs> it's almost like he it's didn't like give so back a chance to chime in. <laughs> It's also like the first draft, like it's like the first idea, mm-hmm. and like you know what I mean, like Patty's dollars. Like you could come up with something better than that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna then yeah, then he's gonna go out and uh, after they do the, the the Patty's dollars, they're gonna go out to Fox Chase <laughs> and see if the TG and see if the power card works with that TGI Fridays. We won't, but you can though. <laughs> he's worked out. <laughs> you can tell how worked up he is. Um, to your point about them mentioning like the TGI Fridays in multiple locations. Yeah, the, there's a point where Fr- um, Mac refers to the Northeast, and I think that's um, like a native way of talking about 
like a certain area of Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I read this like weird little like thing on TGI Fridays because it was mentioned in this episode. And oh, they said the cool. way that Mac refers to the Northeast is kind of like how we would say the North Shore. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. That's cool. I, it's so funny, like, the, the research, like, all the stuff I have, like, I'm looking at all the tabs I have open on my computer right now, and it's all, like, places in Philadelphia. Like, I'm learning, like, you know what I mean? Like, all this Philadelphia stuff. <laughs> you're gonna become like, a, you're going to give walking tours. <laughs> uh, so, at Bonnie Kelly's house, Charlie tries to move back in, only to find out his mom has rented his room to Uncle Jack. <laughs> he's basically asking to come home. Yeah. The, he's, he's asking to come home, and, you know, it's... The the economy, you know, he's looking to get back on his feet somehow, and you know, moving back into his old room might be a start for him. But she can't rent it to him because she's subletting it to Uncle Jack. That's right. And we get a we get a third person pan over. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and this Jack is because yeah, Uncle Jack, Jack is, is just he is money. <laughs> now, now, doesn't it make you feel like it's like, man, I don't even want to talk about Uncle Jack stuff. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so, yeah, it's so, like, I don't feel I'm funny enough to handle that type of subject matter. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm not, like, it's like, it's so dark. Right. It it is, like, dark. um, But it is funny to watch them as actors playing the scene, if you know what I mean. Like, there is, like, a... There is a, like, cat and mouse with Charlie and Uncle Jack. Like, it's real, it's, like, fun to watch them as actors acting in the scene. Because, like, Uncle Jack is, like, cracking Charlie up. Like, can we say that? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Uh, It feels like his stuff is a lot of improvised stuff. Yeah. And it's, like. Let's get nuts They're all hitting Charlie in the right spot to laugh. So, you know, Bonnie subletted the the room and, you know, she needed money coming in. But and mom, you ch- own the house outright. You haven't made a house payment in years. And she's on social security. <laughs> so that begs the question, what does Bonnie need the money for? I need money. <laughs> she just says I need money. Now what is it? Like what like what do you think? <laughs> I think is it's going just like she's a hypochondriac. Yeah, just like yeah, the lack yeah. of money, like I need money. She's like a it's like a hoarding of some sort. Yes. It's I, a nervous reaction saying. to I guess what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And they then the, the the suggestion comes up that maybe he can just room with Jack. They could pal around like they used to do, get nuts. And just <laughs> pal around getting nuts. <laughs> get that so, line just makes me laugh. And he's being so creepy. Yeah. Uh and this whole thing here too at the end where he's like, uh oh Charlie too, like and then we feel in a little bit too of Charlie's like when he was a kid, like Jack yeah. used to like we get a little insight. Perhaps Uncle Jack was doing something inappropriate. He was calling it wrestling, and Charlie. Well, yeah, he's like, "Have you? He goes, have you ever seen wrestling on television?" That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. I like, they're talking on two different levels, you know. This whole yeah, scene. they're having this, two different conversations. Definitely that like dark undertone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen? Yeah, Charlie knows what wrestling is. It's just not something the relatives do. Yeah, it's not something uncles do to their nephews. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, and so basically he just leaves. And Bonnie and is up. so unaware. Like her huge, yeah, Bonnie's just huge like, smile. She's like blowing him kisses as she's as he's leaving. And she's even like when the idea of rooming with Jack, she's like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like she's just like, yeah. Very unaware. So then at a house, Dee and Frank attempt to sell knives and a vacuum until the sale goes wrong when Frank cuts his finger. 
Give anything on our customer here? Or yes, what? Beth is played by Kristen O'Mara. She was in Dirty John, The Orville, Lethal Weapon, the TV series, uh, Rizzoli and Isles, Community, Parenthood, Greek, and Blackish. Nice, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, so, um, so why would she even? entertain these two i don't know it's it's interesting that like the door-to-door salesman still worked at this time oh man like yeah i just don't even i don't even get it it's 2009 like the door-to-door salesman thing like ended 40 years ago i don't know how they got (laughs) this far so frank is frank is 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 selling knives and he asks her to go get her best knife yeah and they have their little like okay the, the plan is to cut the shoe sell the knife spill some wine yeah, they kind of go vacuum. over their scheme real quick before she comes yeah. back and frank uh, i love how when frank takes the knife don't you love this little choice of him kind of like judging the knife oh this <laughs> yeah. is it mm, oh, yeah. okay this is your best knife <laughs> right <laughs> i love it's just that little choice of like i'm gonna throw some shade at this knife yeah okay this is the best knife you get yeah, he's kind of like, mm, like wow, like real disappointed. <laughs> and the way he's choppy, he's like trying to cut the shoe, and the way he's like barely doing anything, it's like he's like <laughs> seesawing it over the shoe. Like, and yeah. why, by the way, are we demonstrating this knife on a shoe? I don't know, because <laughs> he goes, he's not even making a dent in the leather. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's you're a shoe. To cut like, your why shoes. would you need a knife for that? <laughs> and. So he's like, oh, then he pulls out his his knife. He gives it a little demonstration. Yeah, he he talks it up a little bit. You know, he's like, this is uh, pressed steel. You know, raise a sharp edge. He's really like putting on a show for this thing. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna cut the shoe. And let's pretend the shoe the shoe is is a, uh, a a a bone, a chicken with a bone in it, or whatever he says there. And they're gonna cook up some chicken. The whole house is gonna smell like chicken. Like he, he's really like laying it, like laying on the chicken thing. You know what I mean? Chicken all through the house. All through the house. All through the house. Uh, but no, actually, she stops him. No, actually, saw I'm vegan. That kind of bothers me. Not that Why? she's a vegan, but the fact that like she she has to bring that up to it, it's not the point of the knife demonstration. No, it's not. But she's basically saying I don't need a knife that can cut through bone. Is basically, I think, what she's saying. Oh yeah, sure, but like that—it's not the point of the demonstration. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like it—it it doesn't matter. Like, he's cutting yeah. a shoe. Like I—I'm I, wondering if I would stop someone and be like, "Well, I don't eat that." I might because I'd be like, "I don't." If this is—if this is gonna be a, a demonstration about how good this knife can cut meat, then I—it's not only that, meat. It's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's me. understood that if it can cut meat, it can cut other things. Shoes, for Shoes. example. <laughs> Fingers, uh, <laughs> fingers, yeah, because because she says I'm gonna stop right there. I'm vegan, and he says, well, why don't we just pretend it is whatever it is you people eat? Maybe it is shoes. <laughs> Maybe it is a shoe. <laughs> Good Which one, is Frank. like, uh, he, yeah, she's like, uh, he's like, nice, nice on Frank. Whatever. <laughs> that yeah. would aggravate the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I would be so frustrated with that response. But, but. If you had interjected to say you didn't eat meat and that you're vegan and you got that response, I feel like you kind of got what you deserved. I don't know. I I don't know. As you know, I am vegetarian. Yes. And people will, like, I try not to, like... Bring it up, of course. You don't really have to bring it up. No. But, like, when people find out... It's the only thing they can think about and have to talk to you about. Especially at my work and stuff, because I work with, like, these, like, dudes... 
So in like Seinfeld, where it's like we're not men. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? Like you and I, no. you and I, we're no. not men. We're not men. <laughs> I like. I love the. And so, this is a total tangent, but Seinfeld, they're like, it's a it's a log cabin. We could build a log cabin. Well, well not us, but men men could, could or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, not us, but, but men could. Uh, like there's these guys at my work, and they'll be like. Their minds are like blown. Like they can't even fathom what I eat. They're like, "What do you eat? Wood chips?" You know what I mean? Like it's just like uh, I don't know. (laughs) They just need. They just like, "What do you like? What do they? They like like, can't handle." I'm just like, I eat. The fact that they can't think of anything that isn't meat is strange. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's but it's it's a thing that happens. It's a very it's strange. Total digression. So yeah, she's she's vegan. She's not eating. Maybe she is eating shoes. Who knows? (laughs) So so Frank. Uh, goes to cut this this shoe, and he just you know jams his finger somehow. He doesn't really show it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't show no, what. It's, it's nice. Like we get the point. Like ah, like yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of like the botched uh, toe job. Yeah, and he's even like squeezing something that looks like blood's coming. Like he's squeezing something in his hand, and yeah. like blood is like coming out. <laughs> uh, D does a little gag. He does like a <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. When Frank is demonstrating um, the woman's knife, Beth's knife, like yeah. D's noises and faces the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, like, mm. oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D being a bad actor. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so he's ble- he's bleeding, but he's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. He just needs to get his bag. He needs to get his bag. He's gonna go to the restroom. Yeah, he's band aids. <laughs> like, I don't think a band aid is gonna. Fix a cut to the bone. But. So he takes off to the bathroom and Dee's like, hey, why don't we have some wine? Yeah, bring it down a little bit. I don't drink in the morning. It's so funny that it's the morning. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. Uh, and I love, don't you love the, yeah, sh- uh, yeah I don't either. Me neither. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then she starts pouring this wine, like making no attempt to put it in the, like, the, yeah, the glass. Yeah, and she's calling attention to the fact that she's now pouring it in. <laughs> I'd be so this lady like what would be going on like what would you be thinking how do I get these people out of my house like (laughs) I feel like I'm trapped now so then there's a there's a they hear a big giant crash and they go to check and they see Frank laying on the ground (laughs) like having pulled the ceiling and everything out of the bathroom he was attempting to hang himself in the bathroom dude what this scene is like crazy awesome this scene is (laughs) so good (laughs) just like that's a beat I did not see coming you know like a, like a callback? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I like when that happened I was like, "Oh my god. That that's <laughs> that's great writing." That's his like the fact the idea that Frank would bring a noose to someone else's house. There's a himself. noose in that There's a noose in that briefcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and crazy. Like, and like that that's his response <laughs> to, like, to failure once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then uh, we see Mac and Dennis returning to Patty's with their new Patty's bucks when they notice RVs parked all over the street and decide to turn it into an opportunity. These pe- pe- specific Patty's dollars are a little bit little more expensive than they want to, to spend. Yeah, but that's okay. That See, that's an old poor move. See, the new poor move would have been to spend it on the cheap stuff. You have right, to invest. Yeah. That's way that way you make your money back. What is he talking about? <laughs> I think they just like to bullshit their way into making themselves sound right. Yeah, like it doesn't like truly nothing he said made any sense. Sure, yeah. So help me understand this. 
they put all their money into this. Is that what they're saying? They they put they they basically spent. Let's say they spent like eighty dollars and got a hundred patties dollars. Is that what they think? Is that what they did? did they, are they saying that they spent all their money on this? It sounds like they're saying they spent all their money on this investment. Yeah, it seems like they made a major move. And the the way Dennis phrases it about. How, let's see, I got So he, he phrases it, they have more Patty's dollars than real dollars. So like, so <laughs> did they like, like this is just, this is just small numbers, but did they like pay, did they pay $80 and get a hundred Patty dollars? Like, is that what he means by that? I mean, it's a print job, so I guess they can print as much as they want. I mean, I don't know why it would cost an exorbitant amount of money. I mean. Right, but, but they spent, they spent. But they spent less money than Patty's doll, physical Patty dollars they have. So they think they're up. They, 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 they're saying like they're up because they have more Patty's dollars. But Patty's dollars are not worth nothing. Are not worth anything. So it's right. like it's so crazy right here. And I think it's a we do see the Patty dolls a little bit better later on. But mm-hmm. I think it's a missed opportunity not, not to get to, a nice shot them. of them. Yeah. Yeah, like to show what they like decided. Out, I think like a deck um, of cards, you, could, you know, and I think you could see later on it's a picture of Dennis on it. <laughs> but I would have loved to uh, like it should be like a picture of Dennis on one side and Mac on the other or something. Yeah. I would love to see like what pictures they would use and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just seems like a missed opportunity, and maybe it was written and cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I could see them going getting like professional photos done and spending money on that. That's use. what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, so they put all their so. They they it says so more pa- they have more patty dollars than real dollars so to Dennis they up their value <laughs> and then they turn they turn the co- the corner here and they they shanty town it happened full blown shanty town and it did happen yeah as they predicted I mean well I mean it's a sign of the times times is tough you know and then this is where Dennis kind of gets struck with some inspiration here and in in recession times what thrives prostitutes this prostitutes things like now this is like. I don't know if it's the acting. I don't know if this is improvised. But when he says prostitutes and Dennis says, no. Well, well yeah, yeah. It sounds so real. <laughs> it does. Like, he's like, no. Because he's It sounds so real. <laughs> like, no, but yeah, actually, you're right. But <laughs> now. But that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah, actually, he's a good answer, but not the one I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. And it's it just Glenn Houghton's acting. Like, it's, it seems like he's hearing it for the first time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No. He, um, he's a master actor. Like it, even even when they were at the restaurant and he, he's talking while cutting food, like he, he's yeah. he's living in the scene. He's very he's yeah, very he's present. so he's very believable. Yeah. So they take this opportunity to, to, to as they put it, distribute patty dolls amongst the shanties. <laughs> so now they're calling them shanties. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is like okay. Like did the you look people up anything about, are individual shanties. Did you look up anything about shanty towns or anything? A shanty is a type of no. <laughs> it's just a, it's just what it's like a it's like a improvised buildings around something. Okay, squatters type stuff. It's it, this could be considered it. I think. Uh, yeah, to me, when I think shanty, I think of like a of like a homemade fort or a hut or. Like some sort of like makeshift, um, I don't know, storage shed or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna give the money to them. Thereby, they'll come to patties to spend the patties bucks. Thereby, creating a self sustaining economy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know how self sustaining economy works. <laughs> so, 
At some Philadelphia pier, Frank brings Dee to Charlie to start yet another business. They are crab people now, Ross. <laughs> yeah, they're not old poor so, anymore. They're uh, crab people. F- like, Frank doesn't just tell her this is Charlie. He keeps saying, like, my guy. I mean, even the lead-in conversation, uh, Dander, when people stop buying vacuum cleaners and knives door-to-door, that can only mean one thing. Yeah, goodbye recession, hello depression. <laughs> now, that is such a crazy idea, because, like, nobody's buying anything door-to-door no for the past right. 40, 50 years. <laughs> And as they're walking up, there's this line of Frank being like, you're just lucky you're with someone as resilient as Frank Reynolds. <laughs> you just try to off yourself two <laughs> times in the last 24 hours. <laughs> that <laughs> Again, is really bringing funny. up the fact that he did that. <laughs> yeah. And just like bragging about being resilient. Yeah. And then like, you just three t- in 24 hours, you try to kill yourself twice. He tried to kill himself after failing at doing something once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, they they come up and this is this is his business partner as he keeps calling him and it's Charlie comes is there yeah he, he's on the we, pier we see Charlie has a uh, cardboard box with his clothes laid over it, it oh and he's also wearing the Magna shirt is yeah this the first right. time he's wearing that that Magna shirt yeah he's wearing the Magna shirt uh this is I love I love when she's like it's Charlie like this is this is Charlie and then he goes he goes yeah what do you want that's <laughs> yeah. that's Frank's response <laughs> what do you want. He's good, and he, they work to, good together in tight spaces. That's what Charlie said about the RV before he kicked them out. No, we're good in tight spaces. I'm good in tight spaces. Right. And he kicks them out. But then Frank is here. He's like, no, we're good in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. But just the, yeah, what do you want? Like, D, what do you want here? Do you know what I mean? Like, of course it's Charlie. What do you want? You know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a deep bench. Yeah. And uh, he pulls up some Delaware runoff crabs. So the, the Delaware, the Philadelphia Delaware River is a thing I looked up today. It's a river, Philadelphia. What is it? The Delaware River? Yeah. Yeah, the Delaware River is the fifth largest in the country. Oh. It runs it, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Wow. Philadelphia, fifth largest river. They must be very proud. Yeah, good for you guys. Yeah, you, you did st- it. You stupid Delaware River. <laughs> isn't that uh george washington crossing the delaware isn't that oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right so he pulls up these 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 runoff these delaware runoff crabs and d says they don't even look like crabs they look like sea scorpions <laughs> and ross do you know why because these are not crabs they are crayfish oh are they yes they are they're i wouldn't crayfish. be able to tell the difference not i'm not a seafood person i try to stay away from large bodies of water in general yeah and i don't eat seafood or anything like that but i guess i guess uh, f- fiance katie was explaining to me like crayfish and crawfish are kind of like the same thing mm-hmm. and they're not like people eat them and stuff but they're not like um like crabs and lobsters and stuff would be more expensive would be like a better yeah would that's what would, I imagine. You know, yeah, they're not like they're not really worth anything, crayfish. So, uh, and Dee's also questioning: Is there some sewage runoff around here? Yeah, yeah it almost runoff. makes it seem like it can't be safe. But Frank says they're runoff proof. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, there's the, 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 uh, uh, Charlie says they're sewage crabs are sewage proof, mm-hmm. and people need to eat. And yeah, they're they're, they're, they're depression proof as well. So yeah, people need to eat. And then yeah, it's and then uh, just. Uh, Charlie looking at D and just in all earnesty, <laughs> we're crab people. We're crab people now. We're crab people. Like, like, they, they, like, 
that's what they do. They get so into character, like they're like yeah, they're, whole personas change whenever they do something like this. Right. They get so heavily invested that just they just become the thing. <laughs> yeah, what crab people now. You live by the crab, you die by the crab. <laughs> they're gonna live off the fat of the sea, a term I've never heard. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that before, <laughs> but I, I kinda like it. Is that yeah. like a are we mixing idioms of some sort? It almost sounds like a real saying. Well the real saying is the fat of the land. Okay. Is really the, the saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you would you'd farm and animals and all that right. stuff. I mean the fat of the sea, it makes sense. It's just not the sen- it's just not the saying phrase. Yeah. yeah, it's just not the phrase. Uh Frank gets a phone call and it's great. It's great news. Forget the whole crab thing and they, they run off. So at Patty's after Mac and Dennis get all of their patty dollars back, they realize they don't know how this works. Nice doing business with you, huh? All right, Shanty. Enjoy it. All right, enjoy yourselves. Boom! Okay. Hey, we I did think it. we made every single one of our patties dollars back, You're buddy. damn right. Thus creating the self-sustaining economy we've been looking for. That's right. How much fresh cash did we make? Fresh cash? Yes. Uh, well, zero. Zero if you're talking about U.S. currency. People didn't really seem interested in spending any of that. That's okay. So uh, when they run out of the booze, they'll come back in and they'll have to buy more Patty's dollars. Right. Keeping uh, it moving. That is assuming, of course, that they will come back here and drink. They will. They will, because we'll redistribute these to the shanties, thus ensuring them coming back in, keeping the money moving. Well, no, but if we just redistribute these, then people will continue to drink for free. Okay. How does this work, Mac? The money keeps moving in a circle. But, but we don't have any money. All we have is this. How does this work, I dude? don't know. I thought you... I knew. thought you... What? I thought you were on top of this. You're the one that came up with the plan. I can... Did I come up with this last plan? night, dude? Oh, with the DMB power oh, card. I and blacked the... out. I blacked out that night. Shit, dude, I've been following your lead. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. So we have no money and no inventory. Uh, there's still something we can do. That's still a business somehow. How does DMBs do it? I think I got a complicated system worked out, and I, I cannot begin to understand it. How does a self-sustaining economy work? I don't understand how the U.S. economy works, much less a, some sort of self-sustaining one. I don't understand how finances work. Shots for everybody! The government is reimbursing me all the money I lost. I love this country. Baby, I'm back. Wait, you got a bailout? Yeah, you know it, pal. You got, got bailed bail out? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you bail us out, Frank? Because we're kind of screwed here. I'll tell you what, let's discuss it over steaks and skee-balls. Oh! Yeah. 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 USA! 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 Crab meat! Crab meat! Uh, you guys don't think that you're going to Dave and Buster's, do you? Uh, what? So at the beginning of the scene here, you see people walking out, and they're they're just buying cases of beer. They're not drinking at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I mean, they're just using the money to buy in bulk. I mean, there's people walking out with, like, whole crates of, <laughs> like, bottles. like, and, and we get a nice boom fist pump from Mac. <laughs> uh, how much fresh cash did they bring in? Um, zero if we're talking U.S. currency. <laughs> if we're talking U.S. currency, like, yeah, we're talking U.S. currency. <laughs> <laughs> zero. And then this brilliant thing, I think this clip is illustrates this, like, this, 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 this clip is such a slow burn. Like, I love the slow realization that they don't know what happened. Yeah, they have to talk it over a few times and like they have to wonder, kind of ask each other to find out like they're almost like wondering who's in charge, <laughs> like which is what they yeah. figure out. 
Uh, yeah, end. just because they're like they're like talking in circles. They're like, you know, he's all oh, the money goes round and round. They're like, yeah, but we only have packages that are going back. I love the just the. <laughs> how does this work, Mac? Like, the, like the panic of Dennis. How does this work, Mac? You well, I mean? we were just it moves in a circle. We give the money back out, and then people come back in. But then Mac uh, Dennis realizes, well, then people would just continue to drink for free. Yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, they start like panicking. Like uh, they're like, I was like, I was following. I thought you had this down. I was following you. You're the one that came up with the plan. That's what Max says to Dennis. And You're he's the like, one I that did came up with the plan. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was blackout. Oh, I was blacked out that night. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and they're like, they're they're freaking out, and they're like, I love this thing of like, okay, they they they, they, they the realization came that they don't know how this works. Uh, I know. No, um, Max says. Okay, okay, we got no money, no inventory. That's still a business somehow. <laughs> yeah. They're like at the, at they're at the end. I mean, if they have no inventory, they have no way of building themselves back up. Yeah, and just the no money, no inventory. <laughs> uh, there's a business in there somehow. <laughs> like what what could it be? Uh, DB uh, has a complicated uh, system worked out. I can't even begin to think of it. Now, Ross, what how would you fix their plan? Like what would you do differently? What do you mean? So what they should have done is you pass out patty dollars. Yeah, you don't pass it all out. Well, you, you, you let's say you pass it all out. A, okay. A, 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 but, like, you pass out, like, each person gets, like, let's say each person gets 10. Patty's dollars. Patty's dollars. Okay. okay? I don't know. A cocktail is $12. Let's say a cocktail is $8, okay? So they spend $8 and they have some money left over, but not enough to get another cocktail. So they have to buy more Patty's dollars, which only comes in $10 chunks. So they will always have a few dollars left over, which will always incentivize them to always come back. That sounds okay. They're not buying, they're not buying beer. They're not, like the the Mac and Dennis should not be, they're not selling beer. They're selling money. They're selling Patty's dollars. Exactly. what they're selling. This is what they, they think just, they're doing, but they're not actually. They just doing sort of that. no. Just they just sort of took the these. That they have and they leave it. Yeah, because they were equating like one U.S. currency dollar should be fifty cents worth of a Patty's dollar. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, like a Patty's dollar has to bit. work less for you to make money. Mm-hmm. So it's like they were so close, <laughs> but they just like they just took this money back as if they were gift certificates. Yeah, they weren't even close, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It, all this they, this uh, plan was all built around just assuming people were just going to come back to Patty's and drink. Uh, I don't understand uh, how this how this uh, the U.S. economy works. Never mind some sort of self efficient economy. <laughs> I don't understand finance. <laughs> <laughs> just like how low can you go? <laughs> like, I love this the the breakdown just to lay it all out. Yeah, like, to pull I it back. Don't like un- I don't know how a self sustaining economy works. I don't know how. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. works. I don't know how finances work. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, why did I think I could do this? <laughs> so then Frank comes in and he's getting reimbursed. He's happy that the government's giving him all his money back. You just got a bailout? You know it, pal. <laughs> I love this country. <laughs> USA. And why is the government bailing Frank Reynolds out? Um, well, I think it's more of like the analogy. Like Frank is their bank oh. and he's getting bailed out. Right, right, right. Of course, of course like for the show to work. Yeah, but for like, the f- show to work, yes. He's getting bailed out because he is the bank. 
But, you know, in a lot of ways, Frank is the government for uh, bailing out the gang. Like, right. It's kind of yeah. like a two-way system that they kind of so, worked out. Yeah, because cause Frank, I mean, yes, because Dennis and Mac want to get bailed out. They're like, we're in trouble here. Could you bail us out to Frank? <laughs> and Frank's, let's discuss it over some steaks uh, and, and skee-ball. <laughs> like, what a cool line. <laughs> oh, Dennis's reaction, like, he's so <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and they like they stop being like USA <laughs> you and then they're going and then they're, then Charlie starts going crab me crab me and Frank and starts, starts saying crab me it's so, so weird it is so weird I wonder if that oh, was, wait hold on that had to be improvised right <laughs> I mean yeah, maybe sounds like, weird like Charlie's still not giving up the the crab yeah business. he, he doesn't get it it's over with the crab me. <laughs> But he also, like, it, it would be in Charlie's nature to want to do the crab thing. Yeah, anyway. Like, he's just into it. Boy, hold on. Charlie and D don't think they're going to Dave and Buster's, too. <laughs> and then what? the what? <laughs> yeah, it just ends the episode. Dude, what a great ending. And the episode just flies by. It's, it's, I know. It's great. I know. The last scene is great. Like, them just, like, running in. I'm glad we didn't have to see too much success or failure between, like, you know, all the business operation not working. Like, I'm glad we didn't have to see it. We just kind of, like, heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Russ, what is, who's your favorite character this episode? Oh, my favorite character is, uh, I'm going to say Frank. Yeah, I'm going Frank, too. I mean, it, yeah. it's Frank by a long shot, but it's also fun to see Uncle Jack. So I almost gave it to him. Maybe it is a shoe. <laughs> Yeah, Frank's Frank is Frank is great. Yeah, Uncle Jack's good too, but yeah. And what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is the sale. Frank, really? Frank and D trying to make the sale. Wow! It's just okay. like such a quick moving thing. Like the whole yeah. like disparaging of the knife, <laughs> like the 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 cutting, and then D just pouring wine on the lady's floor. Like it's a real like what the fuck. And like laying, laying on the chicken, like laying it on, like yeah, and then like chicken, Frank, so how's like, the smell of chicken? Frank trying to hang himself at the end of that is just like a, I didn't see it coming, and it it hits me every time. It's like that escalated I, so quickly. I think my favorite, I think my favorite scene is the realization at the end. Mm-hmm. See, like when they like they're talking about what they did that day and just being like Mac, I, I don't understand how this works. How does this work? Like there's like the panic of like what. What are we? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, what is your favorite line of dialogue? Favorite line of dialogue might be "Have some class if you're going to be poor." I, I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. But I think I'm going to go with. Uh, it it sounds wrong, but I don't know enough about stars to dispute it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. That that's one you we use in real life, so it's yeah, it's, it's a fun yeah. one. <laughs> um all right and that brings us to our our next segment which is the imdb trivia challenge this of course is three trivia facts from the website imdb two of them are made up by me one of them is real that is on the website that anyone can click on and look at and read and the other two are made up by me ross guess the one that is on the website number one Charlie Day and Mary Elizabeth Ellis met at a Dave and Buster's. Number two, this is the second appearance of Uncle Jack. Number three, Frank's RV is the same RV from Breaking Bad. This is Uncle Jack's second appearance. (laughs) That is correct. This is Uncle Jack's second appearance. You know why I chose that one? 
Because IMDb doesn't have real good trivia. <laughs> and that's that's like as right. good as they could do. Not only, not only, like, that's barely trivia, yeah. and, and it's the only thing it said. That's the only trivia it had, was that one thing. Really? And, yeah. We had yeah. a whole, so like, we, housing recession talk. We had, yeah. you know, stimulus. I mean, there's a lot of so stuff I didn't even talk about that, that the, the, pertained to this the, episode. The trivia on the IMDb, um, the trivia on the Always Sunny wiki yep. has a lot more stuff. Oh, um, anything good? Most of the stuff we were going to talk about anyways, that's why I knew. Just, just you know, f- the Bernie Madoff pon- Ponzi scheme stuff, um, how the, the things that Charlie pulls up are not crabs, they're, uh, they're uh, crayfish. Stuff like that, like stuff we were just gonna—I was gonna talk about anyways, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So Ross, that's, that that brings us to our final thoughts. Ross, if you're looking for a better episode of television in a Philadelphia setting, you are shit out of luck. Or should I? Should Always Sunny streamline this season and fire this episode? I'm gonna go with the first. You know, it's gonna yeah. be harder to find a uh, comedic series with um, in a Philadelphia setting. Yeah, it's like yeah, this episode is is like it doesn't. This episode doesn't get the credit it deserves. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it sure doesn't. It, it's a banger. Oh, on two real quick on that Uncle Jack thing too. We haven't seen Uncle Jack since the the season finale of episode of season one. Yeah, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, season one. He comes back in season five. That seems like a long time, actually. You know, and we haven't seen the McPoyles in a while. I feel like. Oh yeah, the McPoyles haven't been around in a while. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and you know what's strange too about this episode is you almost think the shanty town like. Cricket's gotta be showing up, right? Yeah, like Cricket could have been there. I feel like McPoyles yeah. are they already own an RV. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode is so funny. Like it's just it flies by. It's just a great it's just a fun episode and the product placement is so strange, it makes it stand out. Yeah, I think it's a lot funnier with the product placement. And and obviously this episode of Always Sunny Cast is brought to you by Coors. That's right. You know, drink your when bullets late, safely and responsibly. Your, yeah, drink your bullets. You know, if you feel like you need a drink, go ahead and pull the trigger and and, and grab yeah. a silver bullet. That, if that mountain is, is blue, you know it's locked in coldness. You know, tap the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say tap the Rockies, but I couldn't remember if that was if that was something different. I, I think tap the Rockies is for, like, the Coors brand, but not necessarily Coors Light. I don't know how they do that. Like break and sub yeah, the, divide yeah, the, the business. They all need, why do all these beer companies need nicknames and like stuff like Bud? This Bud's for you. I don't know. Tap the Rockies. <laughs> tap the Rockies. I don't know. Tap the, the Rockies. <laughs> this beer in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> it flows right out of the mountain. You just stab the mountain. <laughs> Ross, what episode we got going on next time? Okay, next episode we have The Gang Gives Frank an Intervention. This is a blowout. This is an amazing episode. What can we expect from this episode? Uh, We can expect Gail the Snail. That's right. We can expect an intervention, of course. (laughs) Yeah, we expect an intervention. We can can expect Frank getting real weird with it. That's right. He roasts a bone at a uh, funeral. The term. This is where we get the term "roast a bone," and this is a term I use all, all the, time. the time. Like I can't call a joint like it's either a joint or a bone. Like, <laughs> oh, you want to roast a bone? Like it just it's such a 
block the wind. I'm going to roast this bone. <laughs> we got uh, a, we got a, a, uh like, I like how they at the beginning of that episode Frank sells it like they're going to like a party or something in the park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your yeah, Uncle yeah. Max's and funeral. <laughs> and they're all dressed like they're, they're going dressed to the beach. like the beach or something. Yeah, it's so funny. I I cannot wait for Gil the snail. Uh, she's awesome, Mary Lynn. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, this is another banger episode. Yeah. It truly that, is. That's why I think this episode, The Recession, mm-hmm. gets so buried. Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get the Frank's intervention where they tell the person with the inter- that's going to do the intervention to bring a gun. <laughs> well, Frank always has one, so. <laughs> he, he just whips it out, so. It's just safer if you have a gun. <laughs> All right, we can. Uh, won't you join us next week? And thank you for listening, of course. And uh, and uh, join us next week for uh, that amazing episode. I mean, this whole season we're gonna we're about to go on an insane streak. Oh yeah, we're in the thick of it. I mean, last season and this season. Yeah, I think we're in like it's prime. Uh, we're not, both, well, not to say that there aren't amazing seasons and episodes beyond. Oh, of course, but like right now it's heating up. And and like we're about to hit the dentist system, and then we're gonna exactly. hit my personal favorite Mac and Charlie write a movie. I can't <laughs> wait! I cannot wait for Mac and Charlie write a movie. Yeah, I mean, shit. <laughs> oh man, uh, it was the security guard instead. <laughs> I could do that episode what? without. I could do that episode without like watching or taking notes. I bet. I say that. I, I say that for like instead all yeah, the time. Yeah, something instead. Yeah, I work that into anything just because it's like instead of what. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yes. Join us next week where we talk. We're gonna talk. Frank uh, gets an intervention and uh, good good day, day to, to you. Use. Like the Always Sunny cast is in no way endorsed or affiliated with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and thoughts expressed on this podcast are of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. If you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy making it, please subscribe, rate, review, and pass it on. If you'd like to reach out, you can email us at alwayssunnycastpod at gmail.com or stay in touch with us by following our Instagram account at the Always Honeycast Pod. We'll see you next time.